What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, I've been meaning to record a podcast on prayer since we're in a time of prayer and fasting. Um, and I still plan on doing that at some point, but I wanted to come on here and kind of just talk about something that the Lord really just dropped in my heart just today, um, is, which is the topic of restoration. And um, obviously, you know, the past couple of years have been really crazy for a lot of people. If it hasn't for you, then praise God. But a lot of people have gone through some stuff, some hard stuff in the past two years. And, you know, maybe you've suffered an attack in your life or, or you know, walked through some really difficult trials or whatever that may look like in your life. Um, and I just want to tell you that God wants to restore what was stolen from you. Because the Bible says the devil is the one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So it's not God that ever takes from your life. God doesn't put you through difficult things to teach you a lesson. God wants to teach you by his word. But there is a devil that wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But thank God that the devil is defeated and Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And one one of the names of God... He's the great restorer. He's not only our redeemer, but he restores us. So he's not only going to set you free and bring you out of that that pit of the terrible life that you were once in. He's not only going to bring you out, but he's going to restore to you what was lost or damaged or taken or destroyed in your life. And understand that God's restoration is not he's going to restore you back to how you were before. That ain't it. I'll tell you, God's restoration is multiplied. So God is going to restore you back to better than you ever were before. And so the first thing that I, I was thinking about with this, with this topic was um, the book of Job. Um, and Job is, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole book of Job, you know. Um, but it, what's so powerful about the book of Job is that even though he didn't have a Bible, he didn't have a redeemer, he didn't have understanding really of what was, what was going on in his life and what was going wrong in his life. He, he, know, he was blaming it on God, but ultimately it was actually the devil. And, but the point is at the end of the story, right? It says that God restored to Job double. Okay, this is Job 42:10. It says, "And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he when he had prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before." So God restored Job to double. He didn't just restore him back to the way he was before the attack of the enemy. He restored back to him double. And um so this is I have seven things here. Just, and obviously this is like a never ending list, but these are just seven specific things that the Lord just dropped in my heart, um, that God wants to restore people in these seven areas. And so one of them with this scripture, I just said is money or finances. It says that the Lord restored the fortunes of Job. So maybe things have happened. Maybe you lost a job. Maybe something's gone wrong in your health and you have medical bills or whatever. Maybe something has happened in your life that has just drained your finances, some kind of attack. And really uh, lots of different types of attacks will ultimately end up affecting your, your, um, your finances. And so understand that God wants to restore you financially. 
Maybe you had to take out a, a loan for something. Maybe you had to refinance your house. Maybe, you know, someone in your family passed away and, and you had to quit your job. And, you know, whatever it is, understand that God wants to restore your fortunes. God wants to restore you, um, your, your finances. And understand that this is the lowest level of restoration. You know, and that's why I don't understand. People don't like, you know prosperity and all the money stuff. Really, money is the lowest thing that God will bless you with. Money is like, how, like if God is going to, to do all these things in your life spiritually, it's, it's such a lesser thing. Like, obviously he's going to bless you materially. Obviously he's going to bless you financially. That's the lowest level of the blessing of God. So this is like minor, but it's, but it affects your life, right? We're here on this earth and God doesn't want you to be in lack. God doesn't want you to, to live in poverty and not be able to do what he's called you to do, right? Because money is a tool that empowers you in this life. And it's temporal, but understand that God wants to restore you financially. And so that's the first one. The second one, which again, that's the lowest level, the money thing. This is the second one the Lord just dropped in my heart was um, your soul. God wants to restore your soul. So Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He restores my soul. And what is your soul? Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So maybe you've been through something and you feel like it is just taking a toll on your emotions. You just feel like you, you, you can't get a hold of it. You can't get your joy back. You can't get your peace back. Maybe you've been tormented in your mind. Maybe there's, there's a, there's, you know, trauma that you've been through that has literally plagued your mind. And it's just thoughts that haunt you. Or maybe it's thoughts from your past, things that you've been through, maybe even things that you yourself have done. And it's things in your mind that have just plagued you and tormented you. But I want to tell you that God will restore your soul. He will restore your mind. He will restore your emotions back to the way that they should be. And really, Understand that God, understand that the Bible says in Hebrews that the blood, this is what's so awesome about the new covenant, okay? Because the old covenant, they had the blood of bulls and goats, which was only able to purify them outwardly. But in the new covenant, we have the blood of Jesus that not only purifies you outwardly, but it purifies you inwardly. The Bible says in Hebrews that it purges the conscience or the inner man so that it removes guilt and shame from your conscience. So understand that the blood of Jesus will restore your mind. It will restore your emotions. And really that's something you have to take that by faith. You have to grab a hold of it by faith and begin to declare the Lord is restoring my soul. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a slave to my mind. I'm not going to be a slave to these emotions any longer. God is restoring your soul. And so that's, that's one of them. So the next one, the Lord restores time. The Lord restores time. Maybe you have, feel like Maybe, you know, because when you go through an attack or you go through something or even just your past, maybe you didn't get saved until later in life and you feel like you've just wasted years of your life, not fulfilling the call of God, wasted years of your life, not serving the Lord, not advancing the kingdom, you know, whatever that, that may look like for you, understand that God will restore time to you, which sounds crazy, but you have to understand that time, God created time. God is outside of time and time is subject 
to God. And really, if, if you go listen to my podcast on expecting acceleration, Jesus demonstrated in his first miracle that he is the Lord of time, that he compresses, he can compress time. So really, what, what you couldn't do for yourself in 30 years, Jesus can do for you in one moment of time. And so in Joel, Joel chapter 2, verse 25, it says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, the cutter, my great army, which I send among you. And then you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. So God will restore to you the years that you feel like have been wasted we know and whatever the cause of that may be maybe you suffered an attack or maybe it's just from your past maybe you spent years in the world you know serving the devil and you feel like man that time has just been wasted well understand that god will restore those years to you god will accelerate things in your life and he will compress time on your behalf and so so that's one he will restore time to you the next one, he will restore health to you maybe you've had an attack in your body and many people have had attacks on their health in the past couple years and really or maybe it's an attack on the health of a loved one and that even takes a toll on you physically and understand that God wants to restore health to you and understand like I said restoration is not just restoring back to the way it was before that after the attack on your health when God restores you back, you will enjoy the healthiest years of your life. You will enjoy the strongest years of your life when God restores your health. And so I want to read you this scripture, Jeremiah thirty seventeen. God says, and this is a word to you. God is saying this to you and you have to take it by faith. It says, it says, for I will restore health to you and your wounds I will hear, heal, declares the Lord. So God will restore health to you and he will heal your body. And really, you know, I talked about on the last podcast that as you set your mind on the spirit, that the life of God will begin to quicken your body and your health will spring forth speedily. And it's going to be health like you've never known it. As you grow in the things of God and you grow and your spirit gets stronger, you're going to enjoy supernatural health. I'm not even just talking about the type of the health that the world enjoys. Like, well, I'm not sick. Well, you cannot be sick and also not be strong, but God wants you to be strong in your body. You will enjoy double health, double health for the attack on your body or the weakness in your body that you, that you may be dealt with, that God wants to make you strong. You know, it says in uh, the Bible too, I think it's Psalm 107, talking about the people of Israel who were under the old covenant. It says there was not one weak, not one feeble amongst their tribes. Not only were they not sick, not one weak, not one feeble amongst them. God so restored them that there wasn't even a weak person among them. And so that is your portion that God will restore health and strength to you. And so this is the next one. God will restore your purity. This is a word for somebody. (laughs) Okay, maybe you're listening to this and you, for whatever reason, from your past and whatever, maybe you've, maybe you were addicted to pornography for an amount of time. Maybe you lost your virginity at a very young age. 
uh, and you feel like you've just never been able to shake the, the shame from your past. Well, I want to tell you that God will restore your purity back to you. What? How is that possible? Because it is possible. Because Jesus, Jesus bore the penalty for that sin on the cross. So today marks the end of you feeling guilty about it and you feeling ashamed of it, right? Because the Bible says that those who look to him, look to who? Look to Jesus. When you look to the cross and what Christ has done for you, you will not be put to shame. You will not be ashamed. And so I want to read you this scripture. This is, this is, this, this is a underrated scripture in my opinion. This is very powerful. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things have passed away. (laughs) And behold, all things have been made new. All things. It doesn't say some things. It does not say some things are made new, but some things it's just too far gone. That's not what it says. No, it says all things are made new. Your virginity is made new. Your purity is made new. Your mind is made new. The Bible says you have the mind of Christ. Can the blood of Jesus purify your mind? Yes. Yes, it can. And I understand that that's not too far out for you. I want you to know that the blood of Jesus can go to the deepest parts of who you are and make you brand new. You are a new creature, new creature. All things have been made new, all things. And obviously, you know, that has to become a revelation to you. All things have been made new, not some things, not things on the surface, deep, the deep, the deepest things that you've been through pain. Like, I don't even know whatever you've been through as a child, as a teenager, whatever, the, even the deepest things that you've experienced, God can restore you emotionally. He can heal you. He can, he, you know, the Bible says he binds up the brokenhearted. So there's nothing that you've been through or that you have done or had done to you that God cannot restore you completely and purify you. And he will make all things new. So God will restore your purity. This is the next one. God will restore your joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you've been through something and if you're being honest, it just sucked the joy right out of you. And for whatever reason, obviously, you know, we have a responsibility to protect our joy. But whatever the thing is, maybe you've been through an attack, maybe something from your past, maybe you lost someone in your life, maybe um, you've been through a tragedy or some kind of traumatic event, whatever it is, and you just feel like the joy has been zapped out of your life. This is a great scripture for you. Psalm 51, 12, it says, David said, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. So God, when we walk through difficult things or whatever you know you're dealing with, God 
will restore to you the joy of your salvation. And that's not like an earthly or carnal joy. It's a joy that wells up from within your spirit. It's a joy that literally comes from the deepest parts of you, from the well of the life of God that is in you. It's, it's not a joy that's like, you know, it's real joy. And understand that God didn't save you so that you could pretend to be happy. God didn't save you and send Jesus to die for you so that you could pretend to have joy, so that you could put a smile on your face, but really, you, you are miserable. You're, you're living in, with a spirit of heaviness or depression or whatever. God will restore to you the joy of your salvation. Salvation, what is that talking about? That's not just talking about, yay, I'm going to heaven, but that is included. That's a huge part of it. And that's very important. But your salvation is wholeness. It's like when God rescues you, redeems you, restores you, establishes you, heals you, secures you. It's like, it's just, it's everything. So really, God wants to restore the joy of of you experiencing wholeness. The blood of Jesus was shed to make you whole. And I can't... When people say unusually strange things such as you'll never fully be made whole till we get to heaven. What? I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. As if the blood of Jesus was not enough to make you whole the day that you receive it. Yes, you will receive a new body when we get to heaven. But death, you're not waiting to die to experience wholeness and life. Jesus, the day you received Jesus, you received the power of God to make you whole. To as many as did receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons and daughters of God. Okay? The sons and daughters of God are whole. So, you know, don't, I can't, you know. You're not waiting to die for God to make you whole. That's all I want to say. Salvation is wholeness. So God wants to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Amen. Say law. All right. And this is the last one. Did I get them all? Yes. This is the seventh one. This is the last one, which this one really, you know, hits home with me personally. Uh, God will restore to you your confidence because sometimes when you walk through difficult things in life and things don't play out the way you maybe thought they were going to play out for whatever given reason, whether it was your fault or not or whatever, a lot of times it can be a huge blow to your confidence in the word of God or your confidence in God because you feel like, I thought this was going to play out like this, you know. Or, you know, some people try to blame things on God. Well, God, why didn't this happen the way that I thought it was going to happen? Well, regardless of all that, which the problem is never with the word of God. So really, there's no reason that we should ever lose confidence in the word of God. But, you know, maybe again, like I said, maybe you're walking through a long season of believing God for something and you just feel like you're, you've lost your confidence in God. But I want to tell you that God will restore. God will so overwhelm you with his goodness 
that it will not only restore the confidence that you once had, but it will give you new grounds for believing God. That's John chapter 12 in the message translation. I can't remember the verse, but it, after Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, it says that he said, for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't here because now that this miracle takes place, you're going to have new grounds for believing new grounds for believing. So maybe, you know, that chapter where Lazarus dies, Mary and Martha probably, you know, had maybe lost some confidence in Jesus. Maybe. I don't know. They shouldn't have, but they probably did. And, and then when God, when Jesus steps on the scene and you experience his miracle power in your life, and you know, whatever that looks like, I mean, it could, this could literally apply to anything, but it, it, God will restore the, the confidence that you once had. And not only, he won't restore it to the original measure, like I said, He's going to restore it to where you have new grounds for believing. Like you have double the confidence in God, in the miracle power of God or, you know, whatever. And and really, even if you hear like even too, like hearing testimonies from other people, it restores your confidence, man. If God did it for that person, surely he'll do it for me, you know? And so understand that God wants to restore your confidence. So I'm going to end with this scripture. This is a great scripture. Uh, it's First Peter 5, uh, 9. It says, uh, after you have suffered a little while, which that word suffer, it's not talking about sickness and disease. Okay, let's just clear that out. Suffer, it means to feel a heavy emotion or perhaps the spirit of heaviness or whatever. So after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his unlimited glory in Christ will himself restore you, secure you, strengthen you, and establish you. Doesn't really get better than this, folks. Let me just say. Okay, so let's just go through those real quick. After you've suffered a little while, God himself will show up on the scene. And this is a word for you. This year, 2022, God himself is about to show up on your behalf and restore you, secure you, strengthen you, and establish you. So let's just break those down. The first one is restore. Restore means to bind up, to mend. So he will bind up your broken heart. He will, he will mend things that have been broken in your life. The second one, he will secure you. Secure you means to fix you firmly in a certain direction, to confirm you or to make you stable. God himself will come and secure you, make you stable. Hallelujah. There's a lot of instability in the world. So when God himself comes and makes you stable, you will become an unshakable Christian. So he will restore you. He will secure you. This is the next one. He will strengthen you. I mean, what is it like when God himself comes and strengthens you? I mean, (laughs) then, I mean, if God himself comes and strengthens you, you can run through a troop and you can leap over a wall, like David said. I mean, the strength of God is supernatural. And so what that means is, 
to make you strong so as to be mobile so that you can move forward. Maybe you've been literally paralyzed by life, whatever attack, whatever you've been through, paralyzed. Well, God himself is about to come and strengthen you so that you can be mobile again and move forward into the thing that he's called you to. This is the last one. God himself will come and settle you. And that means to firmly establish you on a solid foundation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God himself will come and settle you. And so really, that's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of the Lord restoring your confidence. I mean... When you are confident in the God that you serve, you're settled. And so you can see many people in the world who have no confidence in God. Their confidence is probably in the government or the healthcare system. They're unsettled by the things that happen. They get unsettled easily by the things that happen around them. But when your confidence is in the, is in the unwavering, Almighty God, you will be settled. No matter what's going on around you, you will be settled. You will be confident. You'll be unmoved. You'll be unshaken by the things of this world. And so that is the will of God for you. So I just wanted to encourage you that that, that's a word for you, that God this year, 2022, is going to come and restore to you whatever is lost, whatever has been broken, whatever has been tainted, destroyed in your life. God is going to restore you and not just back to the original condition, but God will restore to you double in Jesus mighty name. This is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.